0: The story of a man who stood up at a funeral and told everyone present that if they had enough faith the person in the coffin wouldn't have died well that's extreme what is sad is that there are far more people who believe this way than will say it many of them are good people and are smart enough and compassionate enough not to declare such a thing then there's the man who came into my office one day and gave me fifty dollars He said, I'm believing for a hundredfold increase, so I'm giving you this seed of my faith. It was a few months later that he called and said his son was in the hospital for emergency surgery for appendicitis. He kept saying, I don't know where I missed God, but I missed him somewhere. This all just draws our attention today to one critical thing. How do we properly minister faith? to a person or family in great crisis such as terminal illness or to someone with a lifelong debilitating disease, it's time to take a deep dive into how to love people who are in what seems like a desperate place.
1: We need a faith that works in a prison cell, a hospice room, and in a nation in deep poverty. When we have learned how to overcome despair and sin in the deepest valleys of life, and how to rejoice in great tribulation, we have the faith that God is after. It is a faith that makes men of whom this world is not worthy.
0: Brian was dying of brain cancer. It came as a complete surprise and progressed rapidly. I had the honor of baptizing him shortly before his death. Another friend recently died of the same disease and I've heard of two more wonderful people like these have either died or are about to leave this world now let me pause to say that I believe with all my heart that not only are all the accounts of Jesus healing people true but I also know that he still heals people today if he didn't we wouldn't have the question of why why simply acknowledges that God is a healer and that he is not powerless over human sickness and sorrow. Let me just say, if you're ever in a place of physical hopelessness, you may be the very tip of the sword that declares like no other person can, Jesus is worthy of my love and devotion no matter what. Now that's faith. I've noticed one simple truth about the why question. Some people are drawn much closer to the Lord in their deepest valleys, while others become hard and bitter. I've also noticed that the condition of the heart of a man is greatly magnified when the end seems to draw near. But how do we minister, comfort, and honestly encourage those who are suffering greatly? I'll just start up front to answer that question by saying the key is sharing the heart of Jesus from an eternal perspective, and I'm not talking about merely getting saved. The answer is not always ministering healing. I've noticed that 95% of people's attempts fail here anyway. There is something far more important than that, something that God wants for every person. He wants us to draw near to Him and to live in victory and peace no matter what. Those of you who've listened to Life Journeys know that during the seasons of life where debilitating weakness has overtaken me, I've talked about finding a power in the presence of God that far outshines the power of physical ability. There is a fundamental place and purpose in faith in the grace of God that so fills a person's soul that all he wants is more of Jesus and less of this world. To a man, the apostles wrote about it, and lived it. Now, every time I can slip away and get quiet with God, His presence in life just stirs like an internal river of life. This faith brings the immediate experience of the truth of Emmanuel, God with us, and the mystery of the gospel, which is Christ in us. The glory of God encountered in words that the English language just can't express is near the center of the goal of God for our faith. And until faith can elevate the soul of a man to a place of power over every human affliction, there's still a need to establish the very most basic purposes of God. I just finished surveying verses in Thessalonians where Paul's heart just poured out to the churches he loved so that they wouldn't give up in the face of the afflictions that they had. He said, you know God has appointed you to these trials. In other words they don't mean you've done something wrong his whole joy was to know that they hadn't given up on loving god and men but in the face of great trials the power of god in them gave them the ability to overcome many times he would say that our day is coming when jesus returns he said our sights must be set on this one object of faith more than anything else that when Jesus returns and appears in the air, that he would be glorified in us. We are preparing for a day when all that has assailed us will be utterly overturned. A day of vindication is coming, but today is not that day. Paul said we are now using our faith to grow into those who are worthy of the kingdom of God. This is the faith that works in the recovery room where the doctor says we couldn't get it all. It's the faith that defies the defeat of suicide as families look for hope when life has been taken in defeat. It's the faith that looks for another day knowing that born-again Christians will never die. Never die. Graves will one day be opened, bodies resurrected and changed, clothed with glory and given the privilege of seeing death itself defeated. Listen, your body is allowed to die so that you can have the satisfaction and joy of personally declaring death's defeat on that day. Along the way, God's presence in the heart of forgiveness and compassion will establish a deep hope and calm in the storm. I call this the life journey of faith, where we walk along a pathway of memories of imperfections, failures, rebellion, bitterness, and sorrows from this world. It is the pathway where we learn to look up to God and find a deeper sense of peace from all the regrets and heartache we've had. It's a place where we learn of the fear of the Lord because we finally realize that we are about to stand face to face with the Creator of the universe the american church has yet to learn that what's coming is not a pie-in-the-sky liberty when the next election takes place there are those that this very moment are facing death loss and satan's determined destruction however they are learning to rise up in the power of god's gentleness and forgiveness they are learning that life is not about the ups and downs of our bruises and battles This world's pleasures and pain just do not define what creation is all about at all. What happens here is nothing more than a preparation to share in the glory of God eternally. There are people who are learning that their resume is not their life at all. Jesus is their life. To someone who is suffering, And it looks like they're going to check out of here. Faith must be about the glory of the life to come. To tell someone with eyes set on Jesus that they need to grow in faith for their healing can actually be disrespectful and disruptive of what God is doing in their lives. You see, when someone is hurting, it's vital to share the common ground of the faith that experiences the power of God to overcome. A faith that works whether they leave or stay in this world. A faith that will work with respect to the loved ones who remain behind. Only this common ground of sustaining faith will allow us to have hope of an open door to minister healing, should God lead. I can't help but mention when my father was dying of bone cancer and in great pain. When he told me of his suicide plan, I still remember where I sat by his hospital bed with the long shadows from the evening sunset streaming in the window. Dad, you taught me how to live. Now teach me how to die. It's like the apostles who learned to give up their life that they might live the life of Christ. Being ready to depart at any moment, learning how to die to self by faith and make sense out of the hard things in life in light of the coming glory is how we must approach great human need. The answers are far higher in physical blessing and far greater in their power to sustain us
1: the ultimate goal of God is to present us blameless and worthy before the Father our faith is given for the primary purpose of glorifying God and lifting the souls of men in the truly hard places of life where men die what matters is a heart that is forgiven and delivered from sin with faith that overcomes the world and opens our lives to fellowship with God, we have a victory that can't be robbed.